Well, welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'd like to thank everyone that's coming in and listening to this podcast. Uh, first-time listeners, uh, I name myself, well, my friends call me Crazy Dre because I made a lot of crazy comments in my 20s. Uh, I created a lot of fiasco moments in my 20s into some of my 30s. Uh, and then let's get down to the reason why I created this podcast. Create this podcast so other people like myself uh, can give out uh, my thoughts and ideas to the world. And the reason why I'm doing this is so that people have an uh, inside look of what it's like to be a person with a birth a disability. And it's not assumed that we're all disabled people that can't think for ourselves. And uh, it's kind of the reason why I did this. Because every time I would go out, every time I would go anywhere, I always feel like no one really wants to talk to me. Especially when you go to those bars, restaurants, when everybody's got a clique. You don't feel like you don't feel like you're included in that clique. Uh, they kind of can give you that shun the attitude away. Uh, they they kind of give you that look or they kind of give you that gesture that you're just not cool enough to be around them. So... I want to tell people that we all have voices. We all want to be heard. We want to be around. We want to have action, have fun. Uh, everyone should uh, be able to respect each other. Everyone should be heard. So this is why I created this podcast. So uh, as much of you guys know, Sean's not here with me right now, or either is Ron. Sean's using my sports guy. Uh, uh, Ron's using more my politics, science type of guy. Well. Not really science. Ron doesn't know anything about science. But uh but Ron knows things about life in general, I guess. He lives his life as best as he can. Uh he's a disabled young man, well older man, but uh today I'm gonna talk about baseball or sports. So let's talk about uh let's talk about the Cubs. Cubs had a thirteen zero win over the Dodgers, a uh uh, Mr. Smiley, a Detroit Tiger, is a a former Detroit Tiger. He had a, almost a perfect game until the bottom of the eighth, when uh, no, the top of the eighth, when uh, when the Dodgers half bunted, half hit a ball in the infield, and the and uh, catcher and the pitcher uh, kind of collided to uh, into each other, and there goes your perfect game. But being said. That's another Tigers. Another Tigers that's doing very successful, very well. Uh, he was traded a couple years ago. Uh, in other news we got uh, in the Major League is we got Max Scherzer, another foreign Tiger pitcher. Uh, he was caught with uh, too much uh, rosin in his arm, in his pitching arm, uh, in his glove or whatever it was. Uh, he's suspended for 10 games. Uh, I'm not really sure what people should think of this. I am much more surprised that this is the first time they've caught somebody this year. If 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 all people who got caught was Max Scherzer, uh, a very hard pitcher, very fast pitcher, really, uh, a very competitive uh person, uh, they're gonna miss him for ten games. Well, technically, they're gonna miss him for. For if it's ten games or if it's a ten game, they're only gonna miss him twice. 
But without Verlander, you put your pitching staff in a very vulnerable situation. Uh, again, the Mets have a lot of uh, a lot of good bats, a lot of heat going on. So I don't know if they're going to suffer that much. It's all really going to depend on the bullpen. Uh, Tigers have won five out of seven. Um, the last game that they played against the Baltimore. Uh, Orioles, they uh, Mr. Uh, Lorenzen uh, pitched five innings, allowed three hits, uh, one walk, four strikeouts. Uh, the game was tied going to the bottom of the ninth, 1 1. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, 1980s, 1990s baseball, early baseball season for the Tigers. Uh, for the last five or seven games, they've won off a one dinner home runs, uh, or they've come back in the bottom of the eighth or bottom of the sixth, and and they've been playing relatively okay. They don't have a lot of heat in the bat. Uh, I think the Tigers will have a struggle if they don't score more runs. Uh, Green is Riley Green is probably the. Sh- most consistent right now, Baez. You, know, you never know where you're going to get out of Baez. Some games you're going to have him uh, be a completely lazy, uh, going after bad pitches. And then sometimes you're going to see him uh, creating a couple of base hits to allow the runners in. But you never know about the Tigers. Tigers, I feel like the Tigers are always in this rebuilding moment and they're not. Sufficiently improving. Uh, I think they're, in my case, I need them to win 70 games to to take a $20 bet for the, for the win. But, uh, so yeah, that's one of those moments that you just got to really think about. Uh, Mr. Turnbill uh, for the Tigers against uh, game three of the Detroit against Cleveland. He's coming back from a a Tommy John surgery from a year and a half ago. Uh, he's not doing so well. He's got 5.1 innings pitched last game. He pitched against Cleveland. Three hits. Allows three walks, strikeouts, run. Don't know what to say much about that besides he's struggling. Uh. Again, I think uh, I think the Tigers just a team that just doesn't have an identity. Uh, Cabrera's a bit too old. Uh, he's not really relevant to the team. He's still on the team. He's not. Uh, some people would call him a little lazy. He might be just considered a little old for his age. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think of him. I just think that, again, with someone like that, with that, that much money he's making, he's much more of a distraction for the team. Uh, not really benefiting the other players on the team. I think the players on the other on, on the other team, but on Detroit Tigers team, I think he's just not benefiting the players. Uh, I think he should be much more of a batting coach. Than an elite player, 
Uh, I think it would be better for them to have him as a DH. Uh, I would personally like them to have sign him or uh, uh, by maybe by um, the All-Star game, release him and uh, make it a substantial contract so he'll make $2.5 million retired for the next 10 years until they pay that off. I don't know how you do that, but I feel like he's a bit of a distraction for the team. I don't, I don't like him at all. Uh, I think the Carrie Carp- Carpenter, uh, that four-three win against um, the uh, the the Cleveland Guardians was uplifting, and uh, now at, during Game One against the Baltimore. He was going to be hitting cleanup. And that's a lot of ask for a, a newcomer for Detroit. A lot of weight on his shoulder. Uh, good for the team. Uh, the coaching staff is trying something new, something different. So let's hope that works out for them. Uh, other news. Well, here's a good new. Here's a good thing to talk about uh oakland a's they just bought land in vegas and they're all hypothetically going to move to vegas and what i was told early in my time of learning about baseball i thought it was because of ticket sales and fans don't care about the oakland a's but oakland a's has a lot of history in the 70s with reggie jackson winning a couple world series with them uh, the A's was the team to be back then in the day, but to what to my understanding by Oakland A's is that the John, this guy named John Fisher and his group of John Fisher group bought the A's for around 180 million, and now Mr. John Fisher is worth 1.18 billion dollars, and and what it comes to me as a surprise that is that they have one of the lowest uh salary caps in the league and by doing that what they do is that they uh trade or they release players before their big contract players like players like Matt Champion, Matt Olsen and Sean John Murphy. So these are three players that they released, and they were all-star players, but they didn't want to play them. And then, of course, the A's decided to uh, to uh, to uh, raise ticket prices, and now you're losing your fan base because no one can afford fifty dollars seats. In the main level, I don't know where their seats are, but they raised tickets, and I don't know why they did that. And then, uh, the top of that, the John Fisher Group asked Oakland, the city of Oakland, to uh, to uh, uh, raise money for a new stadium. And they, in the city of Oakland, raised over three hundred and seventy-two million, where they would 
where they were asking for $352 million. So the mayor of Oakland is profoundly upset, and she basically thinks that they play a leverage game to get or to see how much they could get to make a new stadium. By doing that, Vegas decided to chip in their own uh, amount of money so that they can participate in buying the rights to have the A's to move to their city. And then I just read this. The Oakland A, uh, uh, the Oakland, well, the Raider, the Vegas Raiders owner, Ms., uh, he has a hissy fit about Oakland A's kind of chipping away the idea of coming to Vegas and denying the fan base of Oakland a a team without a face. So he, he kind of made it an issue of the idea that what he did with his team with the Oakland Raiders or LA Raiders moving to Vegas is totally acceptable. But for Oakland to move to Vegas is totally unacceptable. I don't know who you to believe. I don't know why would you why would you be so disgusted by a team that's next door neighbors to you who are now moving within next door neighbor to to the Raiders. So I don't that to me is kind of weird. I mean, I don't know why would you. I mean, you you should be if the owner of the the Raiders should be more than happy to have a baseball team. It creates more more money, more accessibility to uh, more fan base, just in one one sports system. All right. Now, now let's get to a little bit about politics, about sports and politics. So it, it looks like to me what I read is the House of Republicans passed a bill that would ban high school and some, I think high school women, girls, transgenders from participating with girls who are genetically born with real female organs and genitalia. And this is news to me, I guess. I knew that there were 40, I know that there were over 21 states that paid, that passed 41, 40 bills, or I wouldn't say bills, I would say more like uh, passed, yeah, they passed the bills so that they were, protect women's sports from the rights of transgenders joining women's sports. And most of us would say, I don't know what most of us would think. But okay, this is what I'm going to say. I think if you're basically a, a religious person, so it doesn't matter if you're a Christian, Jew, a Judaism, a Islamic, or any Hinduism or whatever. I think you have a uh, uh, ideology of what male and female and what their 
roles are in life or the understanding of roles of life. For example, in the past, it was more women would stay at home and fathers would go to work and women would raise their children and take care of the household. And a lot of people thought that was uh, cheap labor, but it, it takes a lot of work for anybody to uh, raise kids and to take care of the household and to cook and clean. And I, I, again, that traditional way of thinking was becoming more obsolete because more women were going to school, more women were getting educated, more women had creating jobs for themselves, starting their own business, uh, becoming CEOs of the business. Uh, so different gender roles have basically has developed. So technically, when a woman goes to work, she doesn't have to use her muscle. She just has to use her brain. In most areas of of the workforce, okay? Now, saying that, we can say that women are should be just as equal as men when it becomes to a point of running a business or being a management or or whatever that field that she's working on, if it's like a a CEO for an automobile company or a tech company or a, a parts company or she's running her business, the brain between men and women, when it comes down to intelligence, I don't think there's much difference at all. But the argument really is when it comes down to sports, now, I would say this. Most men who watch women's sports, there's a reason for that. And the reason that for that is what? It's because they have daughters who play sports. And it's very natural for anybody to support their daughters in sports. Now, the true argument isn't that can a woman hit a baseball or softball, whatever? The, the true argument is that are they able to compete with men at that level? Now, when I say at that level, I mean women would have to p compete with men at at that level. Not some girl trying to be a guy who doesn't really play basketball on the court on street ball because there's a lot of girls that can play basketball on the street or pickup games on the street and the guy's not that good. But if you put a woman against someone like LeBron James or even Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, I mean, let's, well, let's just be real. If Michael Jordan, as competitive as he is, do you really think that he would let another girl beat him in basketball? I'm not, among other men that he don't like, he doesn't like Isaiah Thomas, so he would never let Isaiah Thomas beat him at anything. So I don't know if if you could compare that, but I don't see how Michael Jordan would allow a girl to win unless he's trying to impress her or unless he knows that he's going to completely demolish her and he doesn't want to embarrass her. But a lot of times, but a lot of times, women who play basketball against men, well, 
bluntly embarrass the guy because she has something to show. So that's the difference between men and female sports is that the guys are not supposed to be the girls because it makes us look like jerks. But the woman can be the guys in sports who are not athletes, but they're not supposed to look like jerks either because they know they're trying to, they know they're being up with somebody that's not athletic enough. They can't compete with them. So comparing that doesn't make sense to compare with transgenders. So the thing about transgenders is that you never change your DNA. Your DNA can never be changed. Your genetic bone structure or your bone mass and everything, your athleticism and the size of your shoulders and your muscles really doesn't change at all. Now, I think that you look at bodybuilders like like women and men, women can look extraordinarily strong and very muscular. But when she stands next to a guy who's about his size or her size, he technically can have bigger mass muscle than she can, even if she or he are both using steroids. But you can finally tell between a male and female. Now, There's no such thing as there's no such thing as can men feel more feminine or women can feel more masculine that is possible that is very possible where where some guys are more feminine but it doesn't make them gay and some girls are very much more masculine but it doesn't make them gay but the real re- issue that we have is competing in sports so when a a man and I've said this in the past when a man who fails at swimming against other men and then decides to play sports as a woman and transitions herself into a woman he's still a man his genetics cannot be changed a lot of people may think that that's really sexist and prejudicial and very wrong for me to say that. But sometimes you just have to know that what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. Okay? This is, this is no different than not, not knowing that a, a 25-year-old man should not be having sex with a 15-year-old or 14-year-old girl. And the same goes to say that women who are in their 30s should not be uh, uh, having sex with 13-year-old boys. Now, I think we can both, I think we as a society can understand that there are people who are mentally ill or again that maturity level is not fully developed so you have to understand at some point there are people out there that are not mentally stable now the parents I know I'm going a little bit everywhere right now but 
the parents who are having children who are telling their children that they're transgenders are not doing it for the child. They're doing it for themselves, uh, themselves uh, beneficiaries. They, they seem to be navigating their child to think that they're different. And that's probably one of the worst things that you can do to a child because their brain's a sponge. And they, children, have the need to ex- express the idea of making their parents or their guardian very happy. Their, their existence as a child is to be approved by their parents or their guardian. So even if you tell your child that he's going to be the greatest baseball player in the world, if you keep throwing that in his brain cells, He's going out practice and practice. And you know what? It may not even happen that he ever plays baseball in the minor league along even in the major league. So if a parent or a guardian is telling that child, don't you feel a bit like a woman or a girl? This child's going to look at him like, yes and no. So, He's not going to deny that he doesn't feel like a girl. But he's going to be confused by, by hearing his parents say that, don't you feel like a girl? But he has, he has no idea how to defend himself or how to answer that question. So his, his next thing that you would do is start to agree with his parents after being fed that information in his head. And he's going to start believing his parents. Oh, my parents want me to be a girl because they keep telling me I feel like a girl or I act like a girl. So I must think that I must be a girl. That's in the class of, of, of bullying somebody. You bully your child to brainwash them to make them think that there's different even though they're not. So so we do have a problem with this the ideology. And this is why this this is why the the House of Republicans passed a bill that is uh that is called the Protection of Women and, and Girls Sports and Sports Act. And and Accordingly, the sponsors are Greg Steele, a Republican uh, representative of Florida, and uh, it looks like the House barely won by 219 and 203. I'm very surprised that it was even that close. I think that maybe it was that close because some people wanted to keep their jobs. So. The federal civil rights law prohibits sex-based discrimination, education, solely reductive reality of gender. So, what does that say? That says that in the court of law, we cannot discriminate against somebody who is male or female. That's what that law is for. 
But in reality, that's what the civil rights law is for. So you can never discriminate a woman for not playing in women's sports because that's discrimination. Remember that one time in society, it was very frowned upon for just women to play sports, women to be golfing, women to be playing softball, women to be hockey players in their own league. Okay? So at one point in our society, we did not accept women as athletes. And some of us even don't to this day. So, but this Federal Civil Rights Act would protect the education system of women's sports who have naturally reproductive systems of, the, of a woman's body. This does not discriminate against transgenders from participating or trading in female facilities or practices. So a gender, a transgender can still practice in a female environment or, or a woman's environment. So I guess I guess we have to understand this, folks. Based on this act, based on the bill, is that is that if a child or a person in his twenties and thirties decides that he or she is a transgender, how do we defend that or how do we make argument against it? And the best thing that we have to do is this. A lot of these Democrats or a lot of Democrats, I don't want these Democrats because I don't want to be against Democrats and I don't want to be against Republicans. But the Democrat Party feels like the Republican Party isn't there to protect women's rights because apparently the Democrats think that uh, the equal pay towards women is not fair or not up to date as it is and is what it should be. So the Democrats think that the Republicans are full of crap based on this bill, that we're not that the Republican Party isn't really there to protect women. They're just trying to protect male sports or sports in general. But let's be real. If you're, if you're in your 20s and 30s and you fail as a man or you fail, if you fail as a man in sports and you decide to play women's sports, you're a coward. You're not really. You're not respected human being. You're a child. Your immaturity is very obvious. I really do think that people who claim to be transgenders are very immature people. Are very very self-absorbing people. They have a tendency of feeling sorry for themselves. They have a way of trying to make them everyone feel guilty for their lack of success in society. And this is what I'm talking about sports in general. I'm not talking about people who are a bit feminine and want to cross-dress or, or want to uh, change their gender because they really feel like they're a female. But 
This is, if you were in your 20s and 30s and you decide to play sports and then you just, and then you become a failure in your own sport and then you decide to compete against a girl who's at least 60 pounds under your weight or muscle mass under your weight and you think that it's time to punch her in the head and you think it's fair, that's obnoxious. You'd, I just think that people need to man up a little bit or woman up a little bit. We're not created equal. We're not created exactly the same. Some of us have better qualities or some of us have other talents in life besides sports. Look, as serious as I am about this, if I feel that I'm being discriminated against because I'm disabled, I could force the Major League Baseball League in saying that you're discriminating against me because you're not allowing me to play baseball in the Major Leagues. And people would say, what are you talking about? You can't, you can't hit a 95-hour fastball. But I don't care. I want to play baseball in a, in a professional level. I want Major League Baseball to come down to my level and force the pitchers to throw a 60-hour mile fastball instead of a 95-hour mile fastball. Now, if I did that and some bill was to be passed, you know how unfair that would be? For all these ex-baseball players that never made it to the major league level, that that I passed, that I had Congress to pass the bill, so any handicapped person can make it into the major league baseball. Do you know understand how ridiculous that is? I'm disabled. I cannot hit a 95-hour fastball. I was never intending to be able to hit a 95-hour fastball. So I have to accept my own reality that I cannot hit a 95-hour fastball, and it's okay. It really is okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to, to enjoy baseball, to watch other athletes play baseball, and to participate in going to baseball games. That's what baseball is there for the fans for average Joes to participate in their favorite teams. But it doesn't it doesn't allow me to be able to to tell the court system and tell Major League Baseball that they have to change the rules. It's not their it's not their fault for for my disability to not able not to be able to hit a baseball. It just isn't. So I feel like a lot of these transgenders who want to play sports, and especially these men who transgender into a women's league and try to play women's baseball, basketball, or UFC, they're, you guys are out of your mind. You're just not thinking right. And I, I don't know if it's a mental illness or it's a lack of 
lack of being pay, being paid attention to as a child. I don't know if you feel left out of society. I don't know what what right mind you would feel happy about being the crap out of a girl. I don't I don't I just don't get why men feel like they have to be other women in their own sport. That doesn't say much about you at all. It just makes you a coward. Truly a coward. And to be honest with you, I think it's funny when I see two women fighting in UFC because I don't ever want a girl to punch me in the head. Ever. Along, I don't ever want to see two women fighting and punching them in the head. Because that to me is not sexy at all. If she's in touch with her masculine side and she wants to beat up another girl, so be it. But I'm not going to watch it. And I'm sure not going to date a girl who can beat some guy up or some girl up because she has whatever extra testosterone or she feels more like a man or she likes to fight. I got friends of mine that love to watch women UFC. And I think it's the weirdest thing in the world. I just really do. I just not into it. And to be honest with you, when I see two guys fighting in UFC, I think that's kind of hogwash too. And it's because, because even though it's mixed martial arts, and I know that, and I know that within the, within the mixed martial arts, you, have, you 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 grapple on the ground and you uh, try to get position to uh, to submission the other athlete or the other UFC fighter. But a lot of times, these guys put themselves in a position where their crotches and their faces, each other's faces, and then nothing really happens and they're not really moving. And I know for a fact if I got into that situation, I'd be totally screwed because I'm not that strong enough to defend myself. But saying that, there are a lot of, there's a lot, in real life, in a real street fight, you take two guys and they're about to punch each other in the face. And it, to me, a, a true street fight is this. Two guys are starting to grapple each other, start throwing punches at each other. You know what happens, in my opinion? By the third or fourth punch that lands on someone's face, punching someone's guys in the face, the other guy is going to figure out if he can actually beat the other guy who's, who's punching him in the face, or he's going to figure out that he can't fight. And usually within the within the first 20 seconds of a street fight and a couple punches land, one of the guys is already trying to give up because he knows that he can't win the fight and and he doesn't want to go home and in pain. He really doesn't. I mean, so I, I could be totally wrong about the UFC. I could be totally wrong about everything about that. But you might remember UFC and the WWE are now combined to together because Vince McMahon and and um, gosh, I forget his guy's name. The guy that owns UFC both decided to connect with each other and make UFC and the WWE into 
one sport. So what's going to happen is all these old UFC fighters will go to the WWE and entertain people by fake wrestling. Now, again, the moves are real. The guys jump off the ropes are real. But the real pain of it or the real punch in the face or or kick in the stomach, that might be artificially fake. And then WWE. But let's but let's be real. The UFC is gonna be much more entertainment central than it's actually gonna be a real real UFC fighting. And Joe Rogan should really do a podcast about how this might be the worst thing that ever happened to UFC fighters. So, there you have it, folks. There's my little podcast based on uh, based on uh, Tigers uh, Tigers uh, baseball season. Uh, let's talk. Uh, if, you know, I've went through the legislation of the of the protection of women's sports against allowing transgenders to participate in women's sports. Uh, uh, Max Scherzer is suspended for baseball. Uh, the A's organization is screwing the people out of uh, Oakland. So there you have it, folks. Smiley from Detroit. Almost throws a perfect game. Uh, but there you go. It's my podcast. It's my thoughts, my ideas. Uh, everything that you must know about sports. Again, kind of went a little bit everywhere. But thank you for listening to the podcast. The Crazy Great Podcast Show. Thank you, Buzzsprout, for distributing my podcast to the whole world. To all the four people. And uh, peace and love. I'm out of here. Again, you can also listen to podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But all right, peace.